Hey, it's Andy. You're about to listen to a bonus episode of the Tuning Japanese podcast. You're going to get about 15 minutes of Bill and I's conversation ranking all of Trigun's villains. If you like what you hear and you want to hear the entire list and discussion, which, by the way, it's very good, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. And for $1, you can get access to this episode as well as a couple dozen others. And all kinds of other great content if you want to spend a little bit more. So go check that out, and I hope you guys enjoy this bonus episode, and we'll see you later. episode time we without josh yeah we killed josh <laughs> i mean no we didn't kill josh but Come josh out. isn't here he had to run home after our one of our gurren lagan reviews but no we are here for a, <laughs> for a bonus episode so i'll never hear it uh we're here for a bonus episode where we're gonna have time travel because we have been stuck we Bill, have stuck in gurren lagan land for so fucking long it's never gonna end that's the uh, Prime Master has the time travel power. <gasps> it's your fault. <laughs> your fucking fault with your Transformer toys. They caused this. No, no. But we will be done in Gurren, with Gurren Lagann soon enough, I swear. And we'll move on to better things. Soon. <sighs> but I figured, well, Josh left and we still got a little bit of energy in us. Let's talk about Trigun again. Yay. Yeah. So I, I have to preface this a little, a little bit. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts, Sailor Business, uh, starring Jordan D. White and Chris Sims, two uh, writers and, and editors for, for Marvel Comics. Uh, they also do a podcast on the side called Sailor Business, where they uh, essentially recap every episode of Sailor Moon, which is one of my biggest inspirations for doing this show. And uh, on a recent bonus episode, uh, Chris and one uh, have a special guest. His normal other host was not on there, uh, and they decided for Sailor Moon to rank all of the major villains—not the monsters of the week or anything, but just the right. major villains from Sailor Moon through Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon R, and Sailor Moon S. And I thought that was a really, really cool episode, a really cool idea. So why not poach it for our own bonus episode using Trigun? I'm down. All right. So thank you to Sailor Business and thank you to Chris Sims for the idea. Uh, but we are going to do this with all of the major villains from Trigon. And when I say major villains, that means anyone who was featured prominently in an episode with a kind of a, a memorable name, right? Or, or gimmick. Yeah. Like they had, like not just like not typical just thug. A thug, yeah. yeah. Or even like the, what was the name of the one group that when we first really get to see Legato and he, uh, makes them all basically shoot each other, and they oh. all they all like they had a gang name. I want to think they were the Randys. <laughs> I don't think that was it, but something kind of like that. 
It was something ridiculous. Sounds like, like something I would say. Yeah. So nothing like that. So uh, let's. I guess let's start with our list of our, our overall list with who's on it. Okay. Um, I, I essentially what I did first was I went through uh, each of the episodes and tried to figure out if they had a major villain. We decided to just kind of get all the villains and then decide whether they were worth being on the list or how to combine a few of them in some cases, as we'll talk about. Uh, so our list in pretty much the order of how they appear for the most part. Uh, we've got Descartes. Uh, from uh, the very first episode. Yep. Uh, we've got Luce Ruth yep. as well. We have Cliff Cesar from the second episode, the water episode. We've got Grim Reaper Bostock from episode four, as well as Ingwe from that same episode. Uh, we decided to lump together the entire Nebraska family. That was me. I, I None of them operate really in a vacuum from each other. Yeah. They're not all that different even. Like and they're not that them. different even. I mean... The, the Nebraska's we see later is just kind of a reflection of the Nebraska's we saw yeah, earlier. So It's kind of like, you know, kind of how you put it, it's like a wrestling stable yeah. in a way. Well, specifically, it's like one of those wrestling stables that aren't a big stable. They're a monster factory. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my, um, my reference was uh, WCW's Dungeon of Doom. Oh, God. They were all kind of scary. They were all kind of freaky. Yeah. You knew they weren't going to beat Hulk Hogan or whoever the face was they no. were facing off against, but they were a constant threat. The head of which Bobby the Brain Heenan was kind of the the real threat. They were a force, right? They were they a were force. they were Bobby the Brain Heenan's force of. Was it Bobby the Brain or was it what's his nuts the 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 cult leader Kevin Sullivan? Kevin Sullivan, right? I think it started as Bobby Heenan. Oh, really? It did start Bobby Heenan. I think so. Well, I remember I remember Kevin Kevin Sullivan was kind of in charge of him from any time I ever saw him. So I think he took him. Uh, okay, that that's very well possible. That's very that that sounds right. Um, so we have we have the Nebraskas. We have uh, Elizabeth, the plant engineer from episode six, uh, during the one that uh, basically strings Vash along like a little puppy dog. Yep. Uh, we also have her hired killer. I, who I added to the list to just because I think really of his look. I saw his name earlier and I totally lost it. Yeah, well, it. we may have to Google that at some point when we get to it. But um, I just I just really like the look, and he was a, a legit sort of challenge for Vash. Uh, then Brilliance Dynamite Neon BDN, obviously. Uh, then we get to the rest of the list is pretty much the major villains from the series. We have Legato, Blue Summers, Mid Valley the Horn Freak, Monev the Gale. Dominique the Cyclops, E.G. Mine, Ride the Blade, Knives, of course, uh, Leonoff the Puppet Master, Grey the Nine Lives, Hopard the Gauntlet, Zazie the Beast, Chapel the Evergreen, and then Kane the Longshot, all uh, the different members of the Gung Ho Guns. So the way that we're going to handle this is we're just going to go back down that list again, and we're going to try to place them, uh, you know, above or below the ones we've already placed. Uh, and okay. then at the end, we'll post our list uh, so people can see, uh, you know, what our rankings are and then kind of compare it to how would you rank your own list of the best Trigun uh, villains. Sound good? Sounds good to me. All right. Well, let's start at the beginning. And we, we'll talk about each one, like kind of what we think about them overall as we go. Uh, the first one is Descartes from the very first episode. Now, right now, obviously, he's going to be at the top of our list or the bottom, depending on how you look at it. Um, what are your thoughts generally on Descartes? Actually, um, because I didn't really know what we were doing and I'm dumb. Yeah. I actually, while well, I was supposed to be working, <laughs> I put together my top ten villains of Trigun. Okay. I thought we were going to do more of a, kind top, of what we've done in the past. a, a combined top ten point uh-huh. total thing. Uh-huh. Okay. 
So in my top ten, uh, Descartes actually in my top ten. Oh, really? Descartes made your top ten? Uh-huh. Interesting. He's number ten on my top ten. Okay. But he made it. Okay. Why did Descartes make your top ten? Well, Descartes is iconic. Okay. He's in the first episode. Anybody that's watched Trigun has probably seen him. Mm-hmm. They've probably seen him multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the one they put in the opening credits for America when they weren't right. changing him every time. Right. Because in the original, they would change it every single time yep. for what the episode was. And he was a great encapsulation of what the front end of Trigun was about. Oh, yeah. Big, freaky, nasty dude. Mm-hmm. Claims to be Vash. Yeah. Causes all kinds of trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, threatens the insurance girls. Threatens Vash. Vash acts like a bumbling fool and defeats him yeah i mean that really kind of sums up those episodes yeah early on no it's, it sets a formula you're absolutely yes. right but does it in a way that what's really cool about him and maybe it's because of the fact that he's the first villain that vash runs across in the series is that he gives vash he seems like a very imposing challenge like he should have no problem taking care of this little bumbling idiot but then vash does something really freaking cool and bests him. Yep. Uh, so it does set up and give us an idea of who we're dealing with here with regards to the Vash to Stampede. And bests him without killing anybody. Absolutely. I would agree with that. Um, so, yeah. No, I think he is interesting enough that he should potentially maybe make it in the middle or upper parts of this overall list. Yep. Second on our list is Loose Ruth. And Loose Ruth is the bounty hunter who is also involved uh, in that first episode. He's the one who is also kind of mistaken for Vash in this sort of like three-way um, discussion between them, like which one's Vash, because the inside right. of his coat is red. He's got a big gun. Um, he is specifically out looking for Vash to stampede. And in doing so, he actually gets in an altercation with Descartes in that first episode, but then they end up working together kind of right. to, to take on Vash. Uh, Roos Luth is kind of a... Did I say that right? Uh, no. <laughs> Loose Ruth. Yes. He's kind of interesting. I like the double gun, the double rifle thing he has. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But really, he's more of a plot complication. Mm-hmm. Than an actual villain. Yeah. Like, if this was a game of fiasco, he would be something that happened after the turn. Yes. No, you're definitely right. You're definitely right. Um, so I think he definitely goes below Descartes. I would agree. I have no problem putting Loose Ruth below Descartes. He's not as iconic He's not going to stand out as much as uh, the other uh, people who are going to end up on this list. So I am totally fine with that. Uh, which leads us to number three, which is Cliff Cesar. Uh, for those of you who don't remember and, ha- and and maybe haven't watched Trigun and are catching us like later on in the series. It's weird that you're listening to our bonus episodes right, about ha- Trigun. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, you if you are, more power to you. Thanks for the money. But, yeah, uh, absolutely. That seems um, weird. Cliff Cesar is a short little man. He's a little businessman. He is uh, in control of this town, which is essentially going through a drought. The town's water. Uh, and he's kind of rationing it, it seems. Um, we find out, though, that he actually is kind of monopolizing yes. it and keeping it from the town. Um, and he is using Vash in this episode to essentially make sure that... Uh, someone that he thinks is Vash is actually out to get him, which is, I can't remember her name uh, uh, in that episode, but it's essentially a woman a woman who Vash fawns over. It's our kind of view of how perverted Vash is in, right. this, in this anime, in this show. Um, and at the same time, again, that sort of mistaken identity, they believed her to be uh, Vash to Stampede right. as well. She was the strong point of that episode. She was. She was very much... Uh, I would have loved yes. to seen her come back. I would have loved to seen a spinoff with her or something mm-hmm. of that sort. She was interesting. Yes. 
Cliff wasn't a bad villain. Mm-hmm. He had a scheme. He knew what he was doing. Right. Clearly, he's not on my top ten list. Mm-hmm. Although I considered him, he would have been an honorable mention certainly. Yeah. So I think we definitely have to put him below Descartes. I I, I would agree. I think definitely below Descartes. Um, but is he below Loose Ruth? Personally, I think he's above Loose Ruth. Okay. Because he is a character in his own right with some interesting motivation. Like I said, Loose Ruth was more of a plot twist. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I think I think he goes right between the two. I. Would agree with you. I'm going to go ahead and put uh, him in between Descartes and Loose Roof. R- roof? Roof. <laughs> okay, so Cliff Cesar in second place currently. Uh, which brings us to Grim Reaper Bostock. Uh, and also Ingwe from this episode. We'll start with the Grim Reaper Bostock. Uh, Bostock is... And again, this episode in particular is one that I'm remembering that I... Did not like as much as some of the other ones. It had some really good goofiness to it. I know you like this one a mm-hmm. lot. It was a very good um, episode. I honestly, right now, looking at the names, cannot tell you which one is which off the top of my head. Is Grim Reaper Bostock the one who initially takes the people prisoner? No. Grim Reaper Bostock is the mayor of this town. Okay, no, he's the mayor. Got it. And the little bald guy, Stan, is his... Funky, the sheriff. Okay. He's the one that killed all the settlers that had the land and took it over for his town. Okay, Grim, Grim Reaper is. Grim Reaper is. Okay. Ingve, Ingwe, whatever it is. Yeah. He is the current bandit threatening Bostock's daughter. That's right. Okay. Because he is a descendant of the people that own the land for real. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, so let's start with just... just Comparing these two by themselves before we put them on the list. Which one do you think is the more interesting or better villain? Ingwe. You think, think Ingwe well, is? You asked two separate questions. Okay. Who is more interesting and who is a better villain? Okay. Grim Reaper Bostock is definitely more of a villain. Yes. I that I would agree with that. Absolutely. Ingwe is a anti-hero. He is a desperate man threatening to do something bad mm-hmm. for a pretty good reason. Okay. But does that make him a better villain? Is that what our actual criteria is? Is I mean, we're rank, the, the ranking. More, are they the more villainous villains, or are they more the more interesting villains? <sighs> I don't know. Maybe our definitions are going to be a little bit different because I mean, if you choose like the most villainous villain, we already know who that. What the answer is to that question, without even trying to evaluate this, I would think. I think. I think. I think interest. I think efficiency, and I think. Well, villainy, I think, villainy all fit together. But I think also, like, when we were talking about Loose Ruth, one of our criteria was, like, he's got a really cool gun. You know, like, there, there's a lot of different criteria that are going to make this a little bit flexible uh, and make this not quite as exact of a science. But um, if we... So, like, who would we put above the other? So you're saying Ingwe above I think Ingwe is a more interesting... He's less villainous than Grim Reaper. But? But Grim Reaper only has the one note of, I was a villain. Mm-hmm. And now I'm kind of not because I have a daughter, but I still was a real dick to do all this. Okay. I agree. I agree. No, I, I think that's a really that's a really clear way of putting it. Uh, so let's start with the lesser of the two. Let's start with Grim Reaper because I feel like he's going to be easier to place. Yes. Um, I feel like, personally, he's still above Loose Ruth. Agreed. Okay. And I think he's below Cliff because I think Cliff Agreed. has a much stronger put-together plan. Yes. And, and really is much more, um, while not physically imposing... Uh, mentally there. So we're going to put Grim Reaper, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, Grim Reaper Bostock. Uh, we're going to put that there. Uh, and then Ingwe. Then we know that if Ingwe is going to be higher than Grim Reaper, do we put him Do we put him right above? Do we put him above Cliff? Do we put him above Descartes? 
I think we put him at number three between Cliff and Grim Reaper. I would agree too. I still, I still think, think I still think Cliff is more interesting. Yeah, I, I really do too. I think that's the story in general and his role within it does make him more interesting than Ingwei. So I'm going to go ahead and put Ingwei there. So currently we have already got, see, we're already through five of these. This actually isn't that bad. And it's probably better just because it's only two of us and we think very well alike for the most part. That, that helps. Uh, so we've got five already in, in this list. So number one still is Descartes. Number two, Cliff Cesar. Three, Ingwei. Four, Grim Reaper Bostock. And five, Loose Roof. Which brings us to the Nebraska family. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questandnetwork.com. While you're there, check out other great shows like the Shadowfane Podcast, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Home Stars, Slasher Sanitarium, Raw Attitude Podcast, New Blood Rising, the Reanimator Podcast, the Taco Tuesday Podcast, Nerd Control, and our newest show, Hairless Pretenders.